When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It At Home. Hey guys, welcome to the Doing It At Home podcast. I am Sarah Bivens and with me is the one and only... Mr. Matthew Bivens. <laughs> What's up, Mama? Everything. Yeah? Yeah. We've had a very... So I'm going to use the word that I started using for this week, and then I'll use the words that we shifted it to to create a more powerful relationship to the week, um, a more healthy relationship. But the long <laughs> is how I felt mm. this week was. I felt each day was super long and busy. Um, the end of Monday, I just remember looking around and being like, Oh my god, it's Monday. Like it yeah. has to at least be Wednesday. Um, but then you provided a, a nice fresh perspective and way to look at it, which I really appreciate. And you were saying that you were describing the week as full and fast and fun. FFF. Yeah. So that was helpful. And by the middle of the week when I decided to adopt that instead of whining like I wanted to about how I felt time was going. Um, well, it's been two weeks of of it's kind full of fast like fun. That. Yeah, and I don't even really know why. It's not. I don't, we just scheduled a lot of stuff. Yeah, scheduled like multiple interviews in a day, and just yeah, we've been. I think with um, Donna being sick and us needing to take care of Maya. Yes, yes. Like Donna kinda, is our sweet friend who helps take care of Maya for us yeah, half she, of the week. And um, she, she was Monday, a little under the weather. Yep, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And she was she was out Tuesday and Wednesday. And we were like, wow. We're like, how do, you, how do we take care of a baby? <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> you take her for this time and then I'll take her for this time yeah. and then blah. So it's basically nothing. Not much got done Productive those days. got done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah there's something else that that i was thinking about that with the the weeks and schedules and stuff oh well we are getting more sleep at night though that's what i was gonna say so that is a huge saving grace maya for almost two weeks now right um i'd say close to two weeks yeah she's been sleeping through the night you guys boy we've been waiting and dreaming and making blood sacrifices in the backyard to the gods to have <laughs> making to get, deals with the devil <laughs> yeah to get to the point where maya is sleeping 12 hours and i will add though from you know it, i think in the parenting world it's dangerous to compare but from other accounts i have heard of parents in our similar situation like age-wise and stuff 
before these past two weeks, it was really not all that bad. Yeah, I mean, she'd wake up once, once maybe twice. Two, yeah, maybe twice. We're just, um, we're just sleep sticklers. Yeah, I'm just like really attached to my sleep. Yeah, yeah. really attached so, to her sleep. But anyway, for about two weeks now, so she goes down around seven-ish, give or take 20 minutes. Um, we've moved a little bit closer to seven. It used to be between like six and 6.30. And um, girl will sleep until seven, 7.30. Sometimes even eight. Two, yeah, two days this week, it was eight. Ah, oh, so yeah, it's, um, it's been beautiful. Hallelujah. Yeah, and and you know, this sleep is one of those things that when you become pregnant, people say, "Say goodbye to your sleep." Yeah, and I always freaking hated that. Yeah, I always really, really hated that. And we're not, we're not. You know, my next statement wasn't going to be, "But those fools are right." Yeah, we just, you know, like you deal with the sleep stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, it's you're so full of excitement and newness anyway that you don't really. You're, you know, you're okay flowing with a little bit less sleep. Yeah. It's when, like with Maya, so here's what happened with Maya. I think about um, two months ago, maybe even more, she gave us a stretch of like two, three, four nights of 12 hours. Like she teased us. She said, hey, this is what I'm capable of. And then she went back to waking up two times a night. Yeah. And that was pretty much her norm. So she she totally just dangled it in front of our faces and then Mm -hmm. pulled it away. And right. for us, we were like, why would you do that, baby? Yeah. And that's um, to add another thing about this stage that I would say, you know, you said some of the advice that isn't so helpful. It's like trying to find a meaning for everything. Yeah. So you just said like kind of taking a few steps back. Oh, is it the teeth? Oh, is it a growth spurt? Oh, is it this? Is the lunar alignment off? It's just like, man. That was you. Sometimes. Well, because, yeah, <laughs> so it, it helped. Like you want to know. You want a reason because then... Um, then you can feel better or you can feel like it's you have not you. Like it's, you're not a bad mom. It's something else, yeah. whatever. But um, being on the other side of that, I can say sometimes there's just no explanation. I think and you just got to flow with 99% it. 99% of the time there's no explanation. Yeah. And it's just like, hey, she's just acting up. So it's just, just being a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. more thing I want to mention to just share part of our lives with listeners um, before we move into today's topic is our family is growing and we're not pregnant. Yeah. I'm we're looking at you like, what are you pregnant. talking about? We're going to adopt another dog. Oh, well, yes, that's the plan. And I'm, I'm just not getting attached until dog is here. But okay. you're correct. Well, I guess since I've put it out there. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know if we've shared this on the show, but we, we have one adopted dog, a, a smelly hound, Watson. And um, up until a few months ago, we had two. So we had Watson and our sweet girl, Olive, um, this little bulldog mix. And um, we had to put her down and it was very difficult. That's the first time I've really had to let go of a pet like that. I didn't grow up with dogs. You did. And... Um, yeah, it was it was it was difficult. It was yeah. it was hard for us. Um, but now I feel like we're at a space where we can open our hearts again. <laughs> and um, I've been. Wa- I mean, I'm. I, I love having multiple dogs. Yeah. I think you know, for for our, our boy Watson, he loves having a companion. He's actually he's, he's pathetic. He's staring at us <laughs> through dude. the window right now, <laughs> just just wagging his tail. Oh my god, but he's ridiculous. yeah, I, I've I've always wanted multiple dogs and i've kind of waited until you were open so what it what it was what had happened was um friends of ours who live in miami had another friend who found this dog this dog was abandoned during irma 
and um, have been nursing her back to health. She was in really rough shape. And um, when I saw pictures of this dog, just like with Olive, I just immediately like heart melt and yeah. she kind of looks like olive she does um, she's, but she's like an american two bulldog. times her size <laughs> she's a yeah. big gentle giant yeah um so anyway yeah i'm just i'm really excited for that and that's just you know part of our part of our lives yeah, that cool. i wanted to share with the, listeners. the person who who's been um this dog's name is lola which we're we're gonna change but uh, no, you know, not 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 throwing any shade at anybody whose dog is out there named Lola. <laughs> My sister's dog is actually named Lola, and that's why we want to change it. Right. We don't want to have two Lolas in the family. But um, the the current woman who's caring for her and everything has been sending us these great photos yeah. and these amazing videos, and they she's taken her to a dog trainer to just make sure the personality is all cool, and you know she's really done a great job on selling Lola to us. Yes. <laughs> You know, tugging on those heartstrings. So. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. So that's a little bit about us. Yes. Um, what I thought would be really cool is to share some of our listener emails. Um, we get a lot of, of listener emails, which we appreciate and love all of them. No matter what you want to do, just say hi to us. Tell us how much you love the show, what you'd like to see more of from us, or share part of your story. You know, it's a really cool way to uh, another avenue for sharing stories other than, you know, coming on the show. Um and um, we we respond to every single email personally. It may not be in the most timely of manners, especially if we have a week like we have this week. But I do my very best. We do our best. And, um, you know, we were talking before we hit record on on this that we learn so much from these emails. Yeah, we do. The, you know, like, and, and we find common themes or, you know, things from, you know, technical aspects of birth or, or part of, you know, people's different experiences that we didn't even know were things like, oh my God, I, I didn't know that was, that existed or that was a, an aspect to deal with as far as birth or home birth or whatever. Um, so there's these great nuggets to take from them. And so thought it would be really cool to share some excerpts. So parts of some of these emails, share them with you and, you know, share some of the the kind of takeaways that we got from them, because these are from you listeners. And now we're kind of taking them and now giving them back to you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's cool because, you know, the, these aren't um, moms who've been on the show. Right. So these correct. are these are moms and non moms who just dig the show, have listened and reached out and so we've got four of them here and we're not going to read the entire emails to you we've we've pulled little excerpts and so what we're going to do is i'm going to read two you're going to read two correct and um after we read each one we're going to riff for a minute or so yeah just talk about yeah the like i said share that takeaway yeah cool so i'm going to read the first one and this one's from jen so jen says just want to let you know i've been loving and that's an understatement your podcast. I'm at 15 weeks with my first and my hubs and I are doing it at home. Smiley face. I've been attention, excuse me, I've been intentionally avoiding a lot of the traditional books and info on pregnancy, childbirth and parenting as I feel like they will only block my body's natural radio frequencies and intuition. I feel like one of the best things for preparation is just to hear stories from like-minded women and families. I learn so much with each story. I cry, I laugh, and I get so much more empowered and excited for my own experience. So thank you. Thank you, Jen. Yeah. For a cool email like that. That's amazing. Yeah. And so what, you know, when Sarah and I read that, what really stood out to us is the fact that Jen has been choosing what in her mind is powerful birth material. Right. And I think that is 
so awesome and so important. Yes. Yeah. Um, what I have to say on that is, especially during pregnancy, I, I feel like there's this layer of vulnerability to a woman and that has to do with everything from what she eats, right? Like some of that changes or sensitivity yeah. or, you know, how you, how you feed and nourish your body changes, how you move it, um, what you're thinking about, how you're feeling, your emotions are changing on a chemical, physiological level, like all the hormones and stuff. So of course, be very intentional with what sort of information you take in, what co- sort of content you ingest. I feel like it's just as important as prenatal vitamins and, you know, proper nutrition and, and exercise. Um, yeah. What, what you listen to and what you, what you hear. So I, I just love how she said intentionally, she used that word. And I really like this phrase, um, her body's natural radio frequency and intuition. Yeah, that's cool. That's super dope. Um, <laughs> so just being, being mindful of that and, um, you know, I think a lot of our moms that come on the show and share their stories, you know, share similar experiences, how they were very mindful of who they put themselves around and, you know, the books, the movies, you know, the the documentaries, whatever it was that they um, chose to to read and listen and watch. Yeah, I mean, you and I are huge believers of the impact of your thoughts. Absolutely. You know, your thoughts and, and how you relate to things. And so it's just cool that um, she's highlighting for herself how important it has been to just say no thank you to material that is not raising her energy or yeah not raising her energy and and picking up that material that is uplifting her making her feel empowered making her feel encouraged making her feel good making her feel like just you know excited about this cool thing so we definitely dig what you're up to jen and uh thank you for the email yeah and we get to be a part of that we're a part of that Forget empowering material. It's so awesome. Yeah, it's honor. Total honor. Okay. um, So this next excerpt comes from Cameo and it says, hi, Sarah and Matthew. I'm just writing to thank you for your amazing podcast. I've been binge listening since I discovered it a few weeks ago. My husband, Craig, and I are expecting baby number four right around the time that baby Maya will be turning one. So we have to follow up with her. (laughs) Our first birth was in a hospital. Although we welcomed a beautiful and healthy baby boy, it was not a great experience. Made even more challenging by the fact that my OB was away on vacation and we were stuck with an on-call doctor on Christmas Eve of 2010. Needless to say, the backup OB wanted to get home for Santa and every intervention that you you can imagine was thrown our direction. With a wonderful support team, we stood our ground and our son came at 7.38 a.m. on Christmas morning. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So a couple of things about that b- before the takeaway. One that one that people binge listen to us just like kind of blows my mind. <laughs> that is. So we're like the Game of Thrones <laughs> of, <laughs> of birth home birth podcast. podcasts. <laughs> um, but after that, the, the more important takeaway from this is that standing of the ground yeah standing ground um and wonderful support team um because again we've talked about this on the show a lot you know and i mentioned before when you're pregnant there's this layer of vulnerability well now enter birth you are 10 times more vulnerable and when you have a very important task at hand like moving a baby down your birth canal sometimes like you're not going to be able to focus on every little thing that people are coming to you with and asking you or telling you so it can become very easy when your body is going through sensations that it doesn't normally go through 
um, hey, we're just going to do this or we're just going to inject you with this or we're just going to put this in your drip or whatever. At a certain point, you might be like, whatever, fine, do it. Yeah. You know, but to, to make sure that you have that team and you have an advocacy plan in place. Um, I think what it just, it just shows that you can have an awesome experience regardless of some of the stuff that gets thrown at you. Yeah. And, and just, I, I really dig the fact that she felt empowered to make sure that her voice was heard. Yes. And, you know, not do anything totally foolish or, or anything that's unhealthy, but understanding like, hey, listen, I, I get where you're at, doctor. I get it. Um, but this is my birth experience. Right. And I'm not going to rush this thing. You know, we're going we're gonna to flow. And I just love that. I, I think that the more stories we can tell about about women, moms feeling empowered, feeling encouraged to you know speak up and advocate for themselves, then we're just planting seeds in the minds of, you know, up and coming moms when when they may be in a situation, whether wherever it is, whether it's at home, birth center, hospital, where they want to say something but then don't for whatever reason. Yeah. And then maybe a story like this will get into their mind like, wait, you know what? I can say something. Yeah. And boom, you know, you, you, you communicate, you express yourself, and you shift the outcome of, you know, of the experience. So I, I just want to continue to share those stories, tell those stories, and just kudos yeah. to moms who are advocating for themselves. Mm-hmm. I love it. And for those who are in support, you know, the doulas, the midwives, the partners who support the moms as well. Beautiful thing. Yes. All right. So now we got an email from Heather and there's two parts in this email that I'm going to I'm going to read that I really liked. So Heather says, "I wanted to take a minute to thank you for your DIAH podcast. I just finished listening to Katie the non-mom episode and loved that you shared this with your listeners. I too am also a non-mom and she has this in quotes. And truly enjoy listening to all your episodes, not having gone through the birth process yet myself. I was once afraid of the birth process in general. Even our first two years being in chiropractic, quote unquote, empowering bubble, I still had so much fear. So Heather uh, was, she knew some of the other moms on our show. They've been in, you know, she was in, went to chiropractic school and that's part that I cut out. So anyway, Heather says, I kept pushing off the thought of being pregnant and my poor husband was still always so supportive, yet I wasn't ready. I've gone through a lot of growth experiences over the past year or so and have truly found myself being comfortable and excited about birth and becoming a mother. Just like most women you interview, I've become obsessed with amazing birth stories. I've always wanted children and never wanted to go through the pain. Your podcast has become one of the resources for me to uplift my thoughts and believe in myself that I truly can have a beautiful labor and birth. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. What I love about Heather's email to us is that, you know, she was experiencing some fear. 
She had some fears about about birth, which I think a lot of us can absolutely understand and relate with. But she didn't seek out material and resources and conversations that were simply going to, you know, exacerbate the fear. You know, she she looked for resources that were empowering, that were going to uh, you know allow her to focus on the beautiful things about birth as opposed to the scary things. And I I absolutely love that. You know, I have a friend who, Sarah, you remember this, um, recently approached us, and she's pregnant, and she asked us, what is the, what's the hardest thing about pregnancy or, or new parenthood, something like that. And, you know, it's so easy, again, if, you, if you're in a fearful state, to ask people questions about fear. What's the scariest thing? What's the hardest thing? Whereas flipping that and asking somebody, you know, what's the most beautiful thing about your birth experience? Or in the case of Heather, seeking out materials that empower her. I think that is a, is a much more powerful way to go about consuming information and finding, finding things to help you with your birth. Totally. And I think that which you learn more about, you don't have to be as fearful of. And when you do that, then you can put yourself more in a space of what you do want to experience, be more in the affirmative lane than looking at the stuff you don't want. Um, And when you do that, then visualization becomes a powerful part of your experience. You know, really looking at what do I want to experience in birth if whenever I do experience that or, you know, if I have that journey of my life. And um, I think we all benefit from learning about birth. Birth is part of all of us, whether we have children or not, we ourselves were birthed. And so I just think it, um, it, it benefits us all to have a more empowered view of of that event in life. I agree. Cool. So fourth and final email is from Jamie. And so I'm going to read this highlight from one of her emails. You're actually reading the whole thing. Oh, I am. Yeah, because Jamie's email was awesome. It's about a topic that we've received a lot of of uh, yeah. what? feedback, feedback conversation, on, yeah. questions about. Okay, cool. Whoops, Mike. Okay. So my name is Jamie. I'm from New Zealand. And I just wanted to thank you for your very honest and open podcasts on your experiences with sex, both during pregnancy and after baby. I'm 39 weeks pregnant. And my husband and I haven't had sex since I was 28 weeks pregnant. Any kind of penetration started to get painful. I straight away shut it all away and run from that pain. It's been a very emotional ride for me, and I've had a lot of worrying thoughts about sex never being the same for me or my husband, and that is always going to be sore, and that it's only going to get a hundred times worse after the baby is here. My husband has been incredibly, excuse me, incredibly supportive and has not wanted to push me and has been more than happy just to not go there at all because he doesn't want to cause me any kind of pain, but it was really getting me down that I haven't been connecting with my husband the way that I want to. That's when I started searching about sex after baby and came across your podcast. It's been very empowering listening to you and your experiences, and I have asked my husband to listen as well. I'm now feeling a lot more positive that we can work together to work through the new sensations and connect with each other in a more intimate way again. It has also given me a lot more confidence that we will get back on track again and sex can be amazing again wish me luck for my journey to get back in touch with myself and my husband and thank you again you have really helped me out and made me feel normal i also have i also had the friends and even my mom telling me how horny they were during pregnancy and when that didn't come and the pain started it really affected me thanks dang i love that email 
That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't surprise me that we get a lot of feedback on our what we like to call sex episodes, um, episodes six and 31. So six is about sex while we were pregnant. And then 31 is about postpartum sex um, because it's affecting us all, right? If you've had a baby, then sex is a relevant topic to you. And yet I don't think we're having a lot of real, open, honest, vulnerable, awkward, uncomfortable conversations about it. Um, And so then we kind of silo off and we're left to have our own fears and judgments around it and feel like we're not normal or... um, on either side, you know, if you're a super horny pregnant woman feeling like that's weird and unnatural and like you shouldn't be sexual because you have a baby inside of you or afterwards, you know, feeling like the opposite of a sexual being and like sex is the last thing that you could ever even imagine because you're leaking from orifices, you're being sucked on, you're being like poked and prodded and your energy is being siphoned off. Like it's hard to feel sexy sometimes when that's your reality. Um, But we need these conversations because I think women in touch with their sexuality and their sensuality, um, like what we talked about with um, Deborah from Orgasmic Birth, it's a part of the pie. It's a part of the whole thing. And so when you feel empowered in all ways, including your sexuality and your sensuality, I believe you're going to be a healthier, happier, more vibrant mom, partner, woman, and whatever other roles you hold. So it, we need these conversations. Yeah, and I think it's incredibly important also to have the perspective of the husbands and the partners because it's, I don't know, it can be awkward and weird for us because we know that your body is going through healing and we, we don't want to make anything feel uncomfortable. We know that there might be some discomfort, maybe even some pain, and, you know, we're like, like what Jamie said in her email, you know, the husbands are supportive and they don't want to push too far and all of that. At the same time, the husbands are, you know, they, and the partners want to feel that connection again with their, you know, with their, their spouse, with their, with their partner. And it's just a really, it's an interesting place to be. And I think that we don't necessarily need to have answers and action plans around what to do, but having conversations about it, nine times out of 10 is going to make the husband and the partner feel so much better. It's when we don't have conversations about it. It's when we pretend that, you know, it's okay. We, we've, it's been 11 weeks and we haven't had sex. It's when we, we put the face on and just say, yeah, like that's, that's perfectly fine because all of this stuff, instead of just saying like, no, I'm freaking horny and I want to have sex. Like it, we, t- we don't talk about this stuff. So I think those topics are are so important, if for nothing else, just to talk about. doesn't mean that you have to do anything. doesn't mean that anything has to change. doesn't mean that you need to introduce new things. But simply giving people the opportunity and the space to share how they feel, honestly, you know, without any fear of repercussion or uh, without any any fear of pressure, pressuring the other person, but just sharing how you feel because it is a topic that, you know, right now in, in our culture is pretty taboo. You know, we use sex to sell stuff and you, you see sex all the time in TV and movies and things. But when you're actually talking about sex with your partner, you know, particularly pre-birth and, after, and post-birth, like we just, you don't hear about that a whole lot. So it's just important, I believe, to, to have these conversations, to just go ahead and like 
I don't mean to use this pun, but just bust through there, bust through that that un, that discomfort, <laughs> that, that that like that un, uh, uncomfortable feeling about having the conversations, and just talk about them. So we really appreciated Jamie's email for just sharing that 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 those episodes resonated with her, and I know because we've gotten so much feedback about them. That episode six. Sex While Pregnant and episode 31, the postpartum sex episode, have totally touched people. And, you know, I'm happy that we were able to, I guess, uh, provide people a space to just sort of nod along with us as we were describing the things that we went through. Yeah, and I don't, it obviously doesn't stop there. So, you know, we might be due for another sex episode. It's been a, it's been a minute. Um, Absolutely. So I'm going to put this out there. If any of you listening have questions, I don't, I don't know. We'll do our best, <laughs> like logistically, <laughs> or um, you know, things that you want to throw out there or share um, in the journey of pregnant sex, postpartum sex, whatever. Um, throw it at us, and let's let's cook up another cool thing, another great conversation about you know, real, authentic um, lovemaking in in the journey of pregnancy and parenthood. So, well, I'm I'm game. Yeah, me too. And and you and I are in a a, a different place now. That we have a 13-month-old. Yes. Because when we recorded episode 31, Maya was probably weeks or months old. And now it's, you know, decent time later. So once again, our our sexual relationship has evolved along with that. So there's more that we can that we can talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, those are our emails that we wanted to share with you today and some of our insights and some of the things that we we got from it. You know, we talk about with this show, it was a really cool way starting out to share our story. And then little did, I don't know about you, Matthew, but little did I know at the time, it would be just this amazing well from which we could learn from other people. Like what, what, our listeners and what our, our interviewees, our guests, like think they're getting from us. I mean, gosh, we get it 10 times back. So it's just, yeah. it's been an amazing journey and process. And um, well, yes. I want to say a big thank you once again to, uh, to Jen, Cameo, Heather, and Jamie for sending us those awesome emails. And, you know, if you have any emails you want to send us, if again, if you have uh, questions or things that you want us to talk about, shoot it to hello at diahpodcast.com or you can go on our website, diahpodcast.com. There's a little contact tab or you can even go to Instagram. What's the Instagram handle? Podcast. Cool. And you can DM us on Instagram. There's many ways for you to get in touch with us. Correct. Um, carrier dove, whatever. We'll take it all. Quick announcement before we wrap up. We have an exciting little announcement for you um, in an evolution of the doing it at home journey. Uh, Matthew, would you explain it? Because you're. Yeah, absolutely. So the doing it at home podcast is now part of an awesome podcast network called the Pod Network, P O D. P O D stands for Parents on Demand. So our show is one of the esteemed parenting shows to be on this network. And so there's other shows on here about all different types of, of parenting and birth and things just for moms. There's one called The Boob Group, which is which is cool. Love it. We're, we're joining a really cool roster of shows. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. There's shows on here for dads. And so now doing it at home is a part of this network. And so you can go and check out the network and all the shows, including ours, at parentsondemand.com. And they also have 
an app, which is super cool. So you can go to either the, the Google Play Store or uh, the Apple Store, the iTunes Store, and you can download the Pod Network app. And right there from the app, you have access to all the shows in the network. So again, just go to, like I'm an Android user. If I go to Google Play and I search Pod Network, P-O-D Network, boom, I see it right there and I can download the app. It's got a, uh, a, a black background and white letters, says the Pod Network. And same thing on iTunes. And what is it called on an iPhone? The iTunes Store? Yes. I don't, I don't even... I'm the worst. I am not the, the tech savvy person. We're pulling our phones up right now just so that... It's app the, Store. Ah, there we go. It's the App oh Store. Oh my God. So wow. You can go to Google Play or you can go to the App Store to download the Pod Network app and listen to our show and all the other awesome shows that are part of the Parents On Demand Network. Yes. So go check it out. Thank you all. We love you. Have an awesome day and we'll catch you next episode. Peace. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higg. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>